Welcome to Petonomics, India's first dedicated podcast for pet parents. I am your host Isha, and together we can go on a journey and discover the roller coaster ride that is raising and caring for your fur babies. Today's episode is going to cover pets away from home, stray pet care, and we have a very special guest for you called Vandana Yadav. She is a feeder and a rescuer based in Juhu and Bandra, where she feeds and takes care of over 336 stray animals. And in this episode, she will discuss and tell us about the different aspects of her feeding effort, and also what we can do as listeners and as members of a society to make sure that our strays are well fed and well taken care of. So say hello to our new guests. Please tell us something about yourself, Vandana. Hi, Isha. Thank you for inviting me for the show. And um, so I basically I teach yoga. I'm a yoga teacher in Bandra in Bombay, and I um, um, I'm an animal rescuer and a feeder. but that's not my job i'm not getting paid for it but that's what i do and it's uh, something which started 5 years back and it started with um, a pregnant cat that came to my building to give birth so she came to my house and she basically delivered kittens in my house and that's how it started and basically the journey has now taken me to feeding more than 336 uh cats and dogs on the streets in my area okay so the inspiration was that cat uh that came into your house could you tell yes, us a little so- bit about how the next few weeks or days went as you started with the process of becoming a feeder and a rescuer yeah so i basically have always had dogs at home since childhood i have always grown up with dogs and so i the presumption of how cats are like they are little uh, aloof and uh, they bite and so i had all those uh, preconceived notions about cats and um, uh, so when the the cat came to my building also it was just because uh, the kid, the children in the building were feeding and um, so the cat uh, bond like decided to come to my house and uh, basically it was just I had to get used to a new animal like a uh, thing but it was it took me like almost 2 uh, 3 weeks just to understand their feeding uh, her feeding pattern what does she eat how does she have to go to the loo and everything and and um, but um, it's just that after that it started with three cats in my compound that I was feeding then it went to my street and then it went to my area and then from that area it kept increasing because um, people would start telling me there are kittens in this lane and so you won't feed uh, when you feeding kittens or small uh, uh, like you know mothers with kittens you have to feed all the other cats around otherwise uh, they start attacking the kittens so these were the things i had to learn and then if the cats are being fed and if you don't feed the dogs the dogs will come and attack the cats so then i started feeding the dogs and uh, so it just went on like that so yeah it's it's um, now it's i do it every day so uh, uh, we get up i get up at 3 3:30 in the morning and i leave in my rickshaw i have a fixed uh, rickshaw brother i call him <laughs> so he's uh, he comes with me every morning 4 o'clock we leave it takes us around 4 hours to feed everyone because um, you have to understand feeding is the first step we are trying to tackle or i am trying to make sure that they don't reach a stage where they have to be taken to a shelter or taken for an emergency or for uh, you know like it it's about taking care of them every day and when i'm feeding them i'm checking on them whether they're injured whether they have some like a viral or uh, if they can be treated if there's on spot treatment that can be given to them or if they are very critical then do i need to take them to a shelter or to a doctor or a vet so all this is like it's a process 
So you don't just feed. It's not just about randomly going and feeding animals. It's taking responsibility of not just their health but also their welfare, and that they are not being injured, and they're not uh, educating the people around that area as well. That uh, they are not just strays. They are somebody's. They care. Somebody cares for them. Somebody like so. When people now see me doing that, they are very careful. Otherwise, um, a lot of times uh, people will come and they'll just start like. you know telling me don't feed her why don't you take them all home and you know so it's all like uh, it, they don't understand that it's not just our planet it's not just made this planet was not just made for humans it's supposed to be shared with everyone and we have forgotten that somewhere so it's uh, it's a learning process i i try to educate them so that okay. they at least take care of those few animals in their lane if nothing else you know All right, and so this is a really great effort. You're putting in over four hours every day to feed three hundred and thirty-six animals. Is that specifically three hundred and thirty-six cats or cats and dogs both? Oh no! So we do counts every few months. Like uh, Ali Navi is my rickshaw guy, and we do a like every four five months we do a count. So the last count was done in March. And that was three hundred and thirty-six. So I have seventy-three dogs in Bandra, uh, and I have twenty-six dogs in Juhu. The three days that I go to do classes in Juhu, so that's when I feed the animals in Juhu in in the areas. So normally it's just the areas that I'm teaching in that I found found them that I'm feeding now, and um, and the rest are all cats. So almost the I mean three thirty-six minus almost hundred. The rest are all cats. You're putting a great amount of effort into making sure that hundreds of animals from Juhu to Bandra are being fed and are being taken care of. You're also putting in that effort to make sure that they're not sick, and if they are, you are doing your best to make sure to alleviate those issues. So that even makes the humans who live around those areas that makes their life a lot safer, a lot healthier. And one would imagine that. this would be received very positively but that's not the case is it could you tell us a little bit about the reception housing societies have given you for this uh, effort you're putting in okay so um i'll start with my case uh, my i want you to understand my when my cat that came to my house the the reason it it was very funny because the story was that it was raining in during that time in bombay and rats used to come to my house and eat my food and i literally wished that i had a cat because my cook had a cat and she said oh i never get rat problem and all and uh, this cat appeared and then i was like oh okay the cat decided to choose me to be her family but um, but uh, the the cat the cats really help in solving so i have never had a rat problem after that and uh, my society uh, created a lot of problems for me and uh, every time the renewal comes up they start creating saying that she's feeding animals and so i've been asked to vacate my house with all my rescues next year even though my owners they live abroad and they come and check on me every year when we do a renewal we do the lease renewal but uh, it's going it's like um, it's almost like um, they they are they are not very uh, helpful and um, they don't understand that i'm trying to like if there are cats around your area and your compound you will have less rat problems in the house and in the building and uh, also that the animal welfare board of india and the art like you know our constitution laws 
are supposed to be for all animals all living beings and that covers me in feeding animals even in the compound i can feed a stray animal and by law i'm not doing anything wrong but if i do anything which is even outside if i'm feeding on the pavement i get like shouted at but when i did not know the law i was like okay i'm so sorry i'm going to just walk away and you know i would not uh, stand up for the animals but now that i know what my rights are i just tell them that you know you have a problem please call the cops because i know what my rights are and uh, so a lot of times they feel they can just bully you into just getting out of there but uh, i am very a uh, lot you know when you are doing it at a regular interval when you're doing it so regularly you know exactly what you're supposed to do we don't leave the place dirty i always i feed them on newspapers i remove the newspapers once they've eaten i don't dirty the uh, place or the you know wherever i fed the animals so they you know it's just about being a little more compassionate and a little more empathetic to the the suffering and the pain that animals go through which is uh, very hard to see in people around in societies and it's almost like i say you know like you're 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 feeding your children at home and uh, you know you are not seeing the hunger that the small kitten is going through but that does not it's almost like they can differentiate between two living beings you know and say that this life does not matter and this life matters you know so it's something that we need to like educate from childhood you know the children should be told that they should be more compassionate and they should be taught how to be closer to animals so that they see the they see all animals also as living beings you know having the same feelings as we have yeah and that's really strange that not only what you're doing is a good deed but it's also covered by the law and constitution that what you're doing is completely legal it's not something that's deemed by the government to be dangerous or a nuisance even and you mentioned something about how it builds compassion could you tell us about what animals mean to us as a society and how our treatment is a reflection of a society because i know what we have discussed in previous episodes is how children and their exposure to animals can be really helpful in building empathy and compassion so could you tell us a little bit about what you think that means when society as a whole is mistreating its animals and its so called strays uh, so if we do a st- i mean like my facebook is all about animals and all my yoga classes but i'm talking about the animal welfare you'll the kind of research that i have done it's uh, like you'll be shocked to hear the things that that the mindset can build up to a society can add, as a whole build up to so if you go through the studies all serial killers uh, mass murderers they all in their childhood have um, uh, experimented on animals first all of them and it's a study which was carried out and um, it just shows that before they kill a human they will always pra- practice on an animal and if they can do that easily then killing a human being is no big deal so it's almost like like desensitizing the society on a whole and if everyone becomes it does they feel that the life is different if it looks different from us then it's going to be very sad to go ahead in and uh, you know like the problems that we are facing with uh, like animal husbandry animal agriculture and uh, the kind of cruelty that the animals are going through i'm vegan so i i mean like i know even that side of uh, what animal cruelty we are subjecting animals to even in a way where our feeding goes and everything so it's just um, very sad that the society does not see that we as the superior being or the more, inte- more intelligent uh, uh, species should actually protect the weaker 
and uh, voiceless animals, which we are absolutely not giving any thought to. And uh, children uh, from childhood, like if the mother is scared, like so many times I'm walking and the mother's like, oh, nee, nee, ganda hai, and you know, just walk away and, and don't, please don't come, it'll hurt me. And like they just, they are teaching that mannerism and that behavior to the next, the child. The child without even experiencing an animal will already have that preconceived notion that the animal is going to attack him, you know. So it's, it's just important that to build a more compassionate and empathetic society so that we care for each other and we can actually feel what we are doing. We're not just harming, we're harming the planet, we're harming, you know, animals who need our protection. We are harming, eventually we'll harm each other with absolutely no remorse, you know. So that's something we can like look into. Yeah. And that's yeah. a really great point. Animals are a part of the ecosystem we live in and they have essential functions. Like cats, yeah. you mentioned, they get rid of pests and rodents. Dogs have their own functions too. It's, it's important for us to be careful of how we treat them. And then again, it's reflection on us as a society and how it may make us behave in ways that are generally considered to be negative or frowned upon. So yeah. there is a... Society, if each society just adopts two dogs, you know, like if you go to a society anytime in India, like if you anywhere in India, you I can guarantee you that your watchman will not be awake the whole night and they will sleep for some time. But the, if you just train two dogs and you're just taking care of the welfare of two dogs in each society, you will have absolutely no problems with thefts and, you know, people walking in or robbers or anything like that. And also that, you know, like there are countries like Norway and um, uh, Amsterdam, which have no strays, they have such strict uh, animal laws where abandoning uh, an animal you can be imprisoned for five years even now Dubai has passed this law if you abandon your animal you can straightaway be uh, arrested for five years you will be imprisoned but in India you um, you can be arrested but for 50 rupees you it's a bailable I mean you can give a bail of 50 rupees and you can come up so it's just that if you make stricter laws before animal cruelty, then you will see the result that people will take it seriously, you know, and then um, and then they will not be so cruel to animals and they will understand. And uh, dogs are important because dogs were domesticated from the bulls. They are a family, come down from the family of bulls. And so they are uh, pack animals. They will protect you. You know, they are their function is to protect. So if you have domesticated, you know, an animal and then you are in a space which you call your city then they are part of your city you have to take care of them we can't live individual isolated lives just in like my house my child my uh, fridge and my car you we have to look beyond just our house and our boundaries you know we have to see what is that one other life that is not related to me that i can make a difference in that one life and uh, that that'll really help if if we do that yeah and what you're doing may be <laughs> a part of your life but it really completely completely changes the lives of the animals that you are helping. So you are absolutely essential to their existence. You have a lot of pushback and you're gaining a lot of notoriety almost in societies. But could you mention some of the people who are really supporting you and really helping you champion this cause? So the thing is that um, I... I, I spend all my savings in this. Whatever I make uh, from my yoga classes, I have... Uh, 
by the end of the month i literally have 4 5000 rupees left in my bank account and uh, i spend more than 70 80000 now just on feeding and dump. like if i have one emergency and i have to put the animal in a shelter i spend around 15000 rupees and uh, so i ask for help on facebook and that really helps me a lot and uh, sometimes i get donations sometimes i don't get like right now i have one cat uh, george he's uh, in uh, yoda shelter at uh, bandra and i haven't got any help for him yet and uh, i have to spend like more than 10000 bucks just on his medicines and his stay and everything but uh, i also have regular donors now uh, who've been giving me money uh, or food they send me food uh, so that covers around like 20 30000 of my uh, expenses in the month the rest everything comes from my pocket and also i've noticed the there's a there's a lot more dog lovers and uh, so i get a lot more dog food than i get cat food so uh, that's perfectly fine um uh, who can i t- so alvira uh, agnihotri she's um, she's my student uh, i teach her yoga and she's been uh, giving me she's donating money for the past 3 years she's been giving me every month i get money from her and uh, and also like there are people like uh, the ones who donate me food are jasleen ajay nagpal nimesh jawa they all like they all just send food for me every every month regularly and uh, so yeah i'm i'm very thankful that i have those selective few who see my efforts and actually i even tell on facebook i say that you know i understand if i throw a number like 300 people will not believe it you know so i put my videos up and i say that you can come and join me in feeding you know you can get your own food and do it and then uh, so many of my students who are complete against like they were allergic to cats and all they uh, like another one of my senior students the uh, sonia uh, and darshan uh, her husband they have a, a recording studio they completely were against animals but uh, they rescued now they have uh, a kitten in their uh, now cat in their uh, office who's who's their office cat who lives with their office boy in the in the office and uh, shifu and now they like send food from home for him and everything and uh, so i have students now who who seeing my efforts have slowly now started rescuing they've asked me for adoption so they have actually taken the most sick cats from the road who i said okay listen if i leave this kitten here she will die and uh, sangeeta said just give me that kitten i'll take it and uh, and now now the kitten is healthy and uh, and very uh, like safe you know so you can actually change the mindset of people by setting an example by doing it yourself i would encourage people if you can just do you know that one step for that one animal that you see and it's just about being aware you know it's not that i go seeking these animals it's just that you they are all around it's just that you have to say okay i'm going to do this for them you know and then you will find it Yeah. How can our listeners connect with you and help joining your forces in making animals lives better? My uh, Insta page is uh, Bandana Yadav Yoga. You can DM, DM me on that if you want. If DM me on that then I can uh, I can guide them. And there, what are I the can... ways in which listeners can help you? What are the different methods? One is donating food. I can assume paying bills at the vet. So, could you tell us yeah. a bit more about how the hut will would be? If I if I am putting them in a shelter, the shelter will charge me, and the shelter normally I ask all the people who are donating to directly deposit the money in the shelter's uh, account, so that I'm not even involved in it. But you know that your money is going directly for that one animal. That's what usually happens with my donations when I'm I have sick animals. I also have got more than. 
I, I don't know, more than hundred, hundreds plus kittens adopted in the past two, like three, four, five years. So, so the kittens also, you know, their food expenses sometimes because they have to be fed every three hours. So sometimes I have people, they just donate like uh, food for kittens. Just they send food for the kittens to my house. So that, that will also really help. And um, yeah, that's, that, that would be good. So there's a lot of financial backing that you would require. And there's a lot of other support that you would need for your goal, which I assume is to never have to feed a pet again, because ideally there yeah. would be no strays. Yes, if everyone just adopt one animal from the street, we would be like, we would have no strays because it's not about just having, picking up the strays and sending them to shelters, what they do in the West. In the West, there's a lot of kill shelters, like in, in America, I'm not talking about uh, Europe, but in, uh, in, in uh, you may not see any strays or any uh, indie dogs on the road and cats because they are straight away caught and sent to shelters, which keep them for a certain number of days and then they are killed. They, they are normally, if it is a kill shelter, which if it is, so very rarely that they come out from the shelter. And it's a very sad life living in a shelter. You're locked up in a room or in a in a cage for four or five years of your life. And that's not the life you want to have. In India, a, a healthy dog or cat will not even be taken in a shelter. So if uh, ideally, in my ideal world, yes, if every animal is taken care of, either adopted by a society or adopted by people, uh, like if I, I know in another 10 years, I will have dogs right now. I just have rescue cats, but I will 100% only rescue a senior dog. I will only take a dog who's in his li- last years, who needs my care and attention. And I will only adopt that dog from the street. I will not look for this cute puppy who's a certain age and gender and color and, and then adopt. Adoption means giving a life or a, a hope or to a chance of life to the one who needs it not creating a situation for your likes and dislikes. So that's the thing. So, yeah, And that's a great way for our listeners to help eradicate the problem at its source. Adopting yeah. is a great way to make sure that there are fewer animals on the streets. Another great way that mm-hmm. is less, um, I'd say, involved is to adopt a society pet. So I've grown up with a building that always had three or four dogs living in the society. Yeah. And as you mentioned previously, that's a great security measure as well. So as a society, Amazing. you can always come together, a housing society, you can always yes. come together and bring in dogs to live in your building because they're not going to be a nuisance if you bring them in not, yeah. as slightly younger. Everyone in the building can build a good rapport with them. So it's safe on that yeah. end. And also you'll be safe. You'll be yeah. as a community living in a house in a building together, you will be protected. Yes. There are buildings in Bandra um, where I go to, I teach in Carter Road. Um, so I teach in uh, this building where actually when you have your welcome into the society, the secretary will introduce you to the cat and the dog of the building, which is Lexi and Tara. And <laughs> they are part of the welcoming committee. And uh, it's very sweet. And it's like, a, and they have food down with the watchmen. There's always food for the animals and they keep, keep proper pedigree or they keep whiskers. And um, they have, if the dog is sick, the dog has a leash and the cat also has a leash I mean not a leash uh, a collar and uh, and I see bowls of you know like water and like just empty bowls lying outside two three of those flats as well so I'm sure the animals also walk up on the stairs and they go up and um, you know they are fed in those certain in, fr- in front of those houses you know 
so i mean it's beautiful to see you know some i mean it's it's not just compassionate you actually like you're giving a hope and you're giving uh, you're saving a life from the street you know and the, those animals are so happy every time you go to the building they greet you they come up to you and they're like and they're so friendly and you'll see the kid, kids playing with them and it's uh, it's very nice it's a good and also another thing which i did not know earlier which is absolutely true you can google it animals actually um, absorb energies from the place so they are so receptive to energies they they take negative energy from a space or they absorb and they actually they like cats know how to expel it dogs kind of sometimes hold it but they will actually help you calm down like cats are known to if they purr around your heart they are the best for heart patients so if you have a purring cat next to your heart your heart rate will stay normal you can you can google this i'm not making it up and uh, so not just health benefits are there as well for having animals around you they just calm you down they bring your bp down they help you with your um, uh, you know just uh, mental state if you're depressed it's the best thing lot of cases abroad have been then uh, done where people were manic depressive and they got a pet home from a shelter and they their lives have changed completely you know so um, just giving that attention to somebody else will divert your mind from just the the sadness or whatever you're going through and it will just bring new life into your your life you know so it's always good to try it and you can really be a great inspiration to our listeners you have put in so much of work and you're really changing the lives of the strays that you are taking care of could you give us one small example of how an animal has helped you i think uh, i think all my animals are just like you know for me it's just about knowing that you are safe and that you never feel that you have nobody that's it for me yeah companionship yeah like just knowing that that you are taken care of and you are fed and you are safe you know i just need i just want them to feel that i think you know it's also to do because i'm a yoga teacher <laughs> so it's also about the yoga has to be carried off your mat you know so yoga is not something that i do yoga is something that i live outside this is yoga for me you know like feeding and taking care of other animals and other lives is is my yoga so that's that's my practice so you're truly an inspiration to our listeners and i'm so glad that you are putting in the effort that you are and i hope that everything goes perfectly well and smooth and people help in taking initiative to support your cause and create yeah. a foundation so you can further your work thank you so much for coming on to our show we would love to have you again and For sure. Thank you also love- for the work you're doing. From Petonomics, we would like to send you a big applause and wishes for all of this truly inspirational work. Thank you so much and all all your listeners as well. Uh please uh, open your hearts and uh, share your lives with a little one somebody who needs your help and your compassion. Thank you so much Vandana for coming on to our episode. We really appreciate the insight you've provided into the effort that you are putting in to make sure that strays have much better lives. We also hope that we hear from you again as your information has truly been inspiring to us. Thank you so much and thank you for our listeners for joining in and I hope that you are as inspired as I was in this episode and bye.